Marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. The first legally sold marijuana here goes to an Iraqi war veteran. A new insurance study out this week looked at car crashes in several states that allow the use of recreational marijuana. Barry Peterson. You're a doc. You've studied this. You've talked to the researchers. Right. You're saying marijuana can kill cancer cells. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Marijuana is illegal under federal law. States have legalized recreation. It's no wonder you can't open your eyes. What do you expect doping yourself up with this wrong stuff? What do you know about pot? All right, good morning. You are listening to the Cannabis Hour, a bi-weekly radio program where we discuss all things cannabis. I'm your host, Jen Prokachi. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us this morning. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Mendocino County. I have two wonderful guests here with me today. We're going to be discussing uh, an upcoming cannabis event on the coast in Fort Bragg, some other cannabis events that are upcoming in our county. And then we're going to be discussing two very positive policy developments for the licensed cultivators here in Mendocino County. And at the end of our show today, we'll be taking callers. So make sure you stick around and listen to our program here. And if you have something to say, you'll be able to join us at the end. So first up, I'd like to introduce Tamara Kislak. She is the owner and operator of That Good Good Farm, located on a ridge above the Anderson Valley near Philo. She and her family have grown cannabis for over 20 years, the last 13 in Mendocino. She is on the leadership committee for the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance's direct-to-consumer program, MendoCannabis.shop, where she volunteers organizing farmer events and programs. She is also the proud mother of two young children, a native of Arizona, and a strong opponent of Daylight Savings Time. I also have Jude Tillman here with me. She is the president of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, the owner of Dragonfly Wellness Center just south of Fort Bragg, and a medicinal cannabis educator. All right, Mara and Jude, are you here with us on the air? You bet. Yes. Thanks Wonderful. for having us. Thank you so much for having uh, for joining me this morning. All right, Tamara, I'm going to give it to you to tell our listeners here a little bit about the event that is going to be coming up soon in Fort Bragg at Dragonfly Wellness Center. What's going to be happening there? Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having us. I'm super excited to share information about this event we've been putting on for a while. In fact, we tried to have it in January, but we got uh, the weather uh, rained us out of it. So we're going for round two. It's the Mendocino Coast Health and Wellness Symposium and Marketplace. And so it's a twofold thing. As you mentioned, it's at Dragonfly Wellness, a great uh, dispensary in Fort Bragg owned by Jude. And uh, we're going to have farmers there. It's a, a farmer's market. We're going to have other vendors selling seaweed, selling glass to enjoy your, your cannabis out of. And then on top of the amazing market with all of the community, inside the, the building, we will be having a symposium where we're going to have lots of speakers that I know Jude can, can tell us about, telling us about healing and wellness 
through not only cannabis, but also other traditional earth medicines. So for for anyone out there who's interested in other forms of medicine or interested in um, cannabis, it's a great opportunity to come meet some of these medicine makers. There's going to be a handful, a dozen, less than a dozen uh, cannabis farmers there that you can talk to, meet, check out their their, uh, farming practices and and the results of those farming practices. And then um, go inside for some more formal educational uh, sessions. That sounds wonderful. It's so important that we have these events ongoing in our community where both members of our cannabis community can gather together and network and support each other. And also folks can learn about um, the kind of medicine that cannabis can provide and what sorts of things are available for them in other forms of alternative medicine. So tomorrow, what farms are going to be participating at this event? We've got a great lineup. We've got Mendocino Family Farm, North Fork Garden Society, McLovin Farms, Sticky Fields, Seed 707, Noble Gardens, Elkhorn Ranch, Laughing Farm, My Farm, That Good Good Farm, and Your Farm, Wildland. I also spoke uh, just before we got on this call uh, to uh, Mendocino Clone Company, and I believe they're going to have some fresh clones there for purchase as well. And I know I've spoken to a couple of other farmers that weren't ready to come uh, vend and have a presence, but they're going to swing by and just hang out and uh, relax with customers and other farmers. So it should be a really enjoyable, relaxed, fun event. That sounds wonderful and a great way to sort of kick off the spring season here in Mendocino County. Now that the sun is finally out and we're not buried under the snow anymore, it sure would be nice to get together with our community members. And on that note, I'm wondering, Tamara, if you all are hoping to bring people in from out of town for this event, if it's been you know, marketed anywhere down south to sort of bring folks in um, in a tourism kind of capacity, or if it's mostly geared towards the local community or both? So it's both, but um, Phil Cruz from Mendocino Family Farm has done an amazing job of outreach. Um, He's been uh, reaching out uh, to groups, publicity groups, down to San Francisco, out in Sacramento, all the way up to Humboldt, and everything in between uh, on social media and, and through official outlets. So we're hoping that, that cannabis lovers from all around the area will be coming to enjoy what the, you know, the amazing craft cannabis that we grow in Mendocino County. But also, it's an opportunity, like you said, for community to come together. So there's a little bit of everything uh, for a little bit of something for everyone. We want to see our local community there. And we're also hoping to integrate some uh, to show off our local community to visitors. Of course, we have such a beautiful local community. I think that's great that we're trying to get some people to come in from other places to see what we've got going on here. And I'm hearing echoes of the Laytonville Farmers Market in the lineup of farmers that are going to be participating in this event. And I think that's just wonderful. 
because if anyone who's listening had a chance to go up and check out those events, they are just absolutely heartwarming community gatherings where you can also um, participate in a farmer's market uh, and purchase local cannabis directly from the farmers, which is something that we certainly need. And we'll be talking about that too. It's a great way to support small farmers in our community at this time when they really need our love and support. So I think that this is an awesome event and uh, it's going to be, it's sponsored by, or it's put together by the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance. Is that right, Tamara? Put together by the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance. We have also had support from Visit Mendocino in terms of publicity and and co-sponsorship. We also have another sponsor, Jude, can you remind me who else is helping us put this on? Yeah, who's supporting us, we're very grateful, is Sweetwater Inn and Spa in, in Mendocino Village. Wonderful. And so, and so all of those those groups have made it possible for us to get a nice warm tent. So we're going to be out of the sun if it's sunny. We're going to be out of the cold if it's cold. We've got heaters. We've got tents. We've got um, soft uh, couches and a great place to hang out in our recre- recreational lounge. So... Uh, I also don't think I mentioned when it's happening. Should I say that? Yes, I think you should. That sounds like <laughs> a great detail to share. Go ahead. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, March 25th and 26th, I when I reached out to the farmers, I, I said, hey, you want to do 25th and or 26th? And overwhelmingly, a large portion of them are coming for both days. So there's a lot of opportunity. It's going to be... Um, 10 to 6, 11 to 6-ish people when they when they feel like rolling in. The, the symposium speakers that Jude will speak to have very specific times, but farmers are going to be setting up. It, it, we're all going to be in the same tent, so it's not um, individual booths. It's very um, relaxed and personal. So people are going to come with their table, have some chairs, hang out, um, hopefully enjoy some cannabis with visitors. Wonderful. And I love that everyone will be in this nice cozy tent. That's so great to make sure that uh, people understand as you can come and be comfortable, even if it's chilly, like it's been recently, you're going to hang out in this wonderful tent. It sounds very cozy. And is there going to be food available there too? Yes, absolutely. Coco's right, right. Uh, we have a food truck there in the parking lot right next to the tent. And Coco's last time we had the event was there. Amazing quesadillas, amazing burritos. Um, I really, it was it was the perfect thing halfway through the day for me. We also are going to have coffee from Thanksgiving Coffee. Oh, and we're going to have a DJ. It's pretty amazing. We're going to have a lot of stuff. We've got uh, Ooh Bebe, um, who's going to come and set up in the tent and spend some maybe original music and uh, other music. Keep the vibe really going. That sounds just wonderful. Like it will be a truly vibrant event where we can meet these legacy cannabis farmers who are just so passionate about nature, plants, and the planet, and we can enjoy their wonderful products. And we're also going to have a chance to learn so much um, about our holistic healing culture that's here in Mendocino County. Jude, will you speak a little bit to what's going to be going on educationally there? Absolutely. And uh, it, it's uh, right next to this big, uh, this giant, warm, comfortable 
tent where the uh, marketplace vendors are and where we have a recreational lounge will be Dragonfly Wellness Center where you can come in to our classroom space and attend the symposium. And I want to mention the symposium is free, but we're asking for a suggested donation of $10 to enter into the marketplace tent. People should know that, that it's a suggested donation. So in the symposium itself, which will just be on Saturday, not on Sunday. So Saturday, March 25th, starting at 11 o'clock in the morning and going till 6 p.m., we'll have a number of uh, holistic natural healers, um, starting with Dr. Richard Miller, who uh, a lot of people know from his radio program and and various other places, clinical psychologist, author of a book with a very long title, Psychedelic Medicine, The Healing Powers of LSD, MDMA, Psilocybin, and Ayahuasca. So that's... A mouthful and I think it's a, a pretty rich book he'll be bringing extra copies to sell and to sign so that's happening and also Annie Waters a 40-year herbalist um, she's going to be speaking oh, she's very well known throughout the county a, a, a wonderful resource in terms of herbal medicine she her title is excellent uh, my, it goes right to my heartstrings cannabis and her herbal allies so that's the name of uh, Annie's presentation Karen Uphoff, who is from Corners of the Mouth in Mendocino Village, she's going to be doing a presentation called The Power of Tonic Teas and a Phyto-Food-Rich Lifestyle. So there's a holistic approach for you. Phyto-Food-Rich Lifestyle and Tonic Teas. And then she's going to be followed by Terry DeSelke, who is going to be doing ooh, another one of my favorite subjects healing with seaweed so that's great and then i'm going to be doing my presentation that i've been doing for mm, about eight nine years now cannabis is medicine changing the narrative and in my and this really oh, this event is like a dream come true for me it's it's wedding the the uh, uh, our local public, uh, many of whom at Dragonfly are patients uh, over 60 years old in my age group, and um, wedding our, our consumer public with our farmers who can talk about the medicinal aspects of how they grow sun-grown, uh, non-chemically induced cannabis, I mean, really clean and pure uh, cannabis medicine. And the word changing the narrative is really important. My third group of people that I reach out to and educate, aside from our own industry and from patients and their support groups, their family members, um, is medicinal uh, medical providers like doctors and nurses. And I travel throughout the state of California giving presentations, showing my PowerPoint presentation, Cannabis is Medicine, Changing the Narrative, because we've got 80 years, if you go back to the first drug czar, Harry Anslinger, or if you want to just count from 1970 when Nixon declared war on quote unquote drugs, we have so many decades of false narrative that we have to reverse. So with all the most love and respect for you, Jen, we are not alternative medicine. So we're going to drop that word from our vocabulary. We are traditional medicine that has been around for thousands and thousands of years. We have over 5,000 years worth of written records of cannabis being used as an herb in conjunction with other herbs, as is the holistic way of healing. You 
you blend lots of things together. That's what the real meaning of holistic is. I often start my um, my uh, presentations by saying, if we all in this room, whether I'm talking to 30 people or 300 people, if we all have migraine headaches, for example, and we go to a Chinese herbalist, and they've been doing this for a few thousand years, so they kind of got it down, we would walk out of her office with, you know, completely, not completely different, but sometimes subtly different combinations of herbs because the number one rule of herbal medicine is it's individuated. So we're all trained to take pharmaceutical drugs. That's the biggest drug pusher in the country, if you ask me, is the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, and by the way, if anyone wants to read how traditional medicine got usurped by the drug industry, there's a great expose book called Anatomy of an Epidemic, Anatomy of an Epidemic by Robert Whitaker. And it traces the 20th century takeover through using mass media by the pharmaceutical industry to become the biggest drug pushers that this country's ever known, the world has ever known, frankly. So our traditional medicine goes back thousands of years. I mean, although we've got... And, and, you know, in my presentation, I cite some of the written sources for the use of cannabis, which is not a drug, not a drug, not a drug. Can I say that one more time? It is an herb and it's an herb that lives amongst many other herbs and works very well with those herbs. But the ratios of the different uh, phytocannabinoids in the cannabis plant, the ratios of, say, CBD to THC and CBN and CBG and the over 500 chemical compounds that are in this plant, the ratios and then the dosing are two variables that have to be matched to the individual metabolism. So that's just a, a short glimpse at what I talk about in my class on uh, cannabis as medicine, the science of how our uh, bodies through the endocannabinoid system uh, use these herbs to heal at a root level, not putting drugs on top of symptoms as the pharmaceutical industry does, but really healing. So this is a dream come true because we've got farmers who are committed to a high quality, potent, pure medicine which is the number one of the five rules that I teach my patients on how to choose and use your cannabis medicines wisely is that it should be pure and potent. And it comes, this medicine comes from one of the few places in the world where you had this interesting confluence of med of, um, well, when the hippies came up here in the back to the land movement in the sixties and seventies, you've got, they came upon rich, dark earth, that was not destroyed by agribusiness or mining or any of the extractive industries that are part of our country's history. But in fact, the only thing that was extracted was timber. That just meant cutting just, meant cutting down trees and hauling them away. It did not impact the rich, pure earth. So when they threw their little seeds out that they had gotten in India and Pakistan and wherever they went traveling, then managed to get through customs deep in their pockets. When they threw their cannabis seeds out into the ground, what you have here is a unique quality product that you can't realize in the dusty hillsides of Afghanistan. Nowhere else in the world has the kind of product that the Emerald Triangle produces, that pure virgin soil. This is so important to protect this legacy, this, um, this 
culture is so important to protect. And if we lose it to big agribusiness or major large cannabis producers who will uh, erect huge hoop houses and use chemicals to create fast, prolific plants, that will completely destroy the medicinal side of cannabis. This is urgent. So anyway, I, I better pause there. I could just go on for hours. <laughs> Dude, I love it. And I will absolutely accept with uh, the greatest degree of humility, your correction there. You are correct. Cannabis is medicine and it's not alternative. And I just love your passion and everything that you have to say on the subject here. And it, I really want to ask you, what is your personal journey in cannabis? How did you become such a passionate, um, passionate proponent of the medicinal qualities of cannabis? What led you here? Yes. Um, I wish that I had known about cannabis back when I had breast cancer. I tried to look around for uh, traditional holistic medicines, but I, it was so long ago and I, it, it just didn't exist. But since then, in coming together with a group of healers, including acupuncturists, massage therapists, uh, shiatsu, um, um, Oh, who were we? It was since 2011, so excuse my brain. I'm trying to remember. There were six women who came together to um, create a holistic healing center that was centered around cannabis because many of the, these women were growers. They grew cannabis, and I became a cannabis uh, cultivator as well. But on the coast, I had to do it indoor at the time. I didn't realize what I was doing wrong with this plant, you know. So it's been a learning experience for me, for sure. But we, uh, none of them wanted to do the administrative part and create the business and deal with the licensing and the legalities and all that stuff. So lucky me, I got to be that person because, I mean, I do have a, I have a master's degree in public administration. And, um, and so I, I tackled the state. So we, myself and another woman of the, from the group went all over Sonoma County looking for a place to open a dispensary. No luck. Went all over Mendocino County. We finally found one landlord willing to rent to us. We were just about to sign a lease and the bank, uh, I don't even know if I should mention their name, but a local community fe uh, uh, credit union said, if you rent to these people, these cannabis people, we will pull the note on your house. So that's kind of the, what we were up against. So I was learning about the legal and uh, and the regulatory issues very, very early on. But then I had a series of health crises and I started and I had family and friends who had health crises. And I started using the medicines that we were being that were being brought into our dispensary, which started in 2011, 2012, right on the December, January of those two years. And I started really learning by talking to the patients themselves, going to conferences down all the way down in the Moscone Center and all over the place, going to big, huge conferences and setting up a booth with medicinal cannabis as the emphasis in all of our literature and all of our medicines that we presented. And the people in those conferences, huge, you know, we're talking about, you know, hundreds and hundreds of booths, they found us. And the patients themselves taught me, look, at I've done this research and this research and da 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 da, da on and on and on. And this is what's worked for me. And this is what worked for my sister for her arthritis and on and on. So um, the combination of then using those medicines for my own health crises, I've had major back surgeries and things like that. So for pain instead of opioids um, and by learning 
from my patients what was working and what wasn't working for them. And then reading and the biggest, the Bible for me is um, the uh, uh, CCR, the uh, um, cannabis uh, clinicians Bible uh, that is, you know, uh, clinical. They, these are like expats from the pharmaceutical industry, doctors, etc., who left the um those worlds to become part of the cannabis world underground long before legalization happened um i think 2016 when we got legalized medical cannabis in california that triggered a lot of people uh, exiting those allopathic and pharmaceutical areas of, of medicine and coming together to create the uh clinical ca cannabis uh, research um that they did so anyway it's been a lot of sources, Jen, and um, it's been a wonderful journey. And I'm very, then I started, you know, counseling patients and teaching uh, based on all of that, that, that I've learned. So that's kind of how it works. <laughs> right. My next question for you was, you know, Dragonfly Wellness Center, of course, we understand is a cannabis um, dispensary, but do you, do you offer other sorts of um, like herbal support there or like patient consultations? Do you want to talk a little bit about what kind of things you offer at Dragonfly? Sounds yes. very interesting. Yes, we offer regular week classes. We offer all of my staff are trained and oriented towards medicinal cannabis. So when people come into Dragonfly, the, and when I when they call me for personal consultations, which I offer, and you can get my number from Dragonfly, or it, you know any time that they connect with us, the first question out of our mouths has to be, what are we treating? And then we go on to, what is your experience with cannabis? So a lot of people just come in, we're all trained to want formulas. I want to walk into a dispensary and get something that's going to give me this result in this amount of time. And that's not how herbal medicine works. So the first education we have to do is how herbal medicine works according to the individuated metabolism and how herbal medicine works, cannabis and all other herbs work in conjunction with each other. So it, like in my class, if I had my favorite story is I had uh, someone coming in, coming in at uh, it was summer of 2012. And he was a young man, young by my standard. He was about 42 years old. I, yeah, he was 42. He came in and he says, OK, I'm cleaning up my act. I'm going to I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do this and that. And uh, I've come in to get cannabis for the condition I'm, I've got. And I said, well, what's your condition? And he said, fourth stage stomach cancer. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, um, cannabis has been known and acknowledged by even the NIH um, that it uh, kills cancer cells without hurting the healthy cells around them. So let's talk about your lifestyle. And he says, well, 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 there's just one thing I'm not going to give up. I go, okay, what's that? Because I, I have a lot of sympathy. I don't want to give up dark chocolate. You know, you know we all have our little... Uh, evils that we want to keep in our life and their, you know, quality of life issues. I said, okay, what's the one thing you don't want to give up? And he says, I don't want to give up drinking wine with dinner. I'm, I'm thinking, ooh, sugar, wine, acidic, stomach cancer. Ooh, I'm thinking this is not good. And I said, well, how much wine do you drink? He says, a bottle a night. So it's sort of, you know, if you're not going to change the rest of your lifestyle and you want cannabis to be a magic pill, forget it. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It has to, holistic has another meaning besides all these herbs working together. It also means reducing stress in your life, getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, on and on and on. You get my, you get what I'm saying. 
Absolutely. And that is a really incredible and powerful story to share. And I'm wondering, do you ever get folks who come into Dragonfly Wellness Center seeking guidance using cannabis who have never used cannabis before, who are Absolutely. total first-time users? Oh, oh my That's God. Awesome. In the early years, I had, a, I had a woman come when we were at our, our old place. I had a woman come up to the door and she was really shaking and she was kind of holding herself up with two walking sticks. And she was really clearly in distress, a woman in her late fifties. And she said, I've got this disease. It's taking over all the major muscles in my body. I've been to Stanford medical center. I've been to UC SF, uh, everything. And now I, I want to come in, but I'm afraid if I come in, when I come back out, I'm going to get arrested when I get in my car. And that just broke my heart that patients who really need this medicine are so intimidated and scared by the, the, the war on drugs and the messages they've gotten from the mainstream media and from law enforcement. It's horrific. I think it's a crime and a sin how patients have been scared away on purpose from these very natural things that will heal them. And one more thing, I want to say like over 60% of our patients are um, retirees. They're over 60, they're over 65 years old. And there's seniors are a smart customer base. First of all, they do the research, they, they read things, they go on the internet, they do a lot of research themselves. And second of all, they are disillusioned and disappointed with the pharmaceutical model because it, it, it involves so many side effects and it's not really helpful. It may suppress symptoms, but it doesn't at the root level heal. So it's wonder, they're a wonderful patient base in those ways. They get it that they've got to clean up their act. They are coming in because they know that the messages from prohibition are are sending them in the wrong direction. They're just inaccurate and they are a disservice to the patients in this country. Absolutely, Jude. And I just hope the folks that are listening are, you know, thinking when they are hearing this information from you, what a wonderful treasure, what a gem we have in our county with all of the um, medicine holders and the people like yourself and the other people that are going to be speaking at this event, how much incredible access we have to this really sacred information that can benefit people on such a deep level. And it's so important to recognize that and to share it just be with the community members that we have here and also, you know, beyond the boundaries of our community to share this information with everyone that wants access to it. So I, I think it's just absolutely awesome that this event is going to be happening and that it goes beyond a traditional cannabis farmer's market into such a, a wonderful educational event. I think there's really so much power when you combine, you know, like a fun community gathering with something that's pretty serious, which is how much this medicine can heal us. I think it's really amazing that you are going to be empowering people on that level at this event. So thank you so much for offering this to our community. It's just incredible. Well, thank you, Jen, for giving us the opportunity to talk about it. You know, the one other thing besides the, that, that we forgot to say about the event next, um, the 25th and the 26th at Dragonfly is that you have to be 21 to enter. <laughs> and that's a little detail that listeners should know. Yes. Yeah, so 21 and over uh, March 25th and 26th on the grounds of Dragonfly Wellness Center just south of Fort Bragg from, I understood, 11 to 6-ish p.m. 
for the symposium. For the symposium, yeah. And the, the 10 symposium. to 6 for the market. 10 to 6 for the market. And with a wonderful, cozy, heated tent for everyone to gather inside of. This sounds like it will be not to be missed. So I'm really looking forward to this myself. And Tamara, is there anything else you want to add about the event before we move into talking about some exciting policy uh, developments? I don't know if I've sure. ever said that phrase before, but positive <laughs> news for you all. <laughs> sure. Uh, if if anyone wants more information uh, or to sign up, uh, if anyone wants more information about the event, you can go to mendocannabis.com slash events. And there's all the information, I believe, about the speakers. Um, we'll be continuing to add information as new farms, new speakers, if, any, if anyone joins us. And you could sign up for a reminder if you wanted to make sure you didn't miss it. So if you went to mendocannabis.com slash events, you'll see a nice little poster saying uh, Health and Wellness Symposium, March 25th and 26th. You can click on it, see all the information about location and speakers and, and in case you forget. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, um, I just want to make sure that we have uh, just a couple minutes to talk about a couple other events that we have coming up either now or later. Absolutely. Go right ahead. I think this is the perfect time. Okay, why not? Um, <laughs> so um, there's a panel discussion going to be taking place tomorrow, March 17th, at the Mendocino County Museum in Willits. And uh, our very own Annie Waters, who's part of our March 25th symposium, is the organizer of this. And it's great. It's uh, the, the theme for tomorrow's panel, and I'll be on the panel myself, is Cannabis Tourism and the Economy. And it's from 4 to 6 p.m. tomorrow at... Um, the Mendocino County Museum in Willits. And it's going to include a, a bunch of great, great folks. Um, and, but anyway, it's a great panel. I don't want to take up too much time, but that's tomorrow at uh, four o'clock, uh, Mendocino County Museum. Yeah, that's okay, Jude. If you have the panelists and you want to ah, announce them, that's perfect. Okay. So I think that's a really important event that we need to announce. So go please. Okay. Go okay. From, from our partners in these events, uh, visit Mendocino County. That's VMC that everybody knows is part of the tourism uh, apparatus in, <laughs> in Mendo County. Uh, from VMC, Jamie Peters Connolly. He's the partner in relations and communications for VMC, and he'll be on the panel. Also on the panel is a, is a Jim Roberts from Brambles and Madrone in Anderson Valley, Bud and Breakfast. Nick Smilgus, who is will be speaking on behalf of the Mendocino Producers Guild, who who uh, produces that wonderful Laytonville Farmers Market that you've referenced, Jen. Uh, Gary Martin, who is the uh, curator of the Willis Art Center and uh, an art historian, and uh, and then myself. And then um, was one other thing I was going to say about that, and I forgot what it was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. I just want to uh, follow up by saying that it's so wonderful that we have all of these great events that are going on right now. I know that, you know, the cannabis industry has not been easy in the past couple of years. And it's so important to remember that things are happening in our community. Things are going on that are great, that are positive, that have to do with our cannabis industry and our cannabis community. So it's so important to remember that that positivity is there and to get out and mingle and see each other and support these events and especially support the small farmers that are going to be there. 
And I actually have one more thing that I would like to announce. Uh, you reminded me when you mentioned Gary Martin, is that there is a high off the land art exhibit coming up. There is a call to artists to submit artwork for this juried art competition. It will be exhibited in three galleries in Mendocino County. And the uh, entry forms and photos are due March 24th before 5 p.m. So that's coming up in just about a week. That deadline is March 24th before 5 p.m. And these are uh, digital entries, so you will be submitting them online. And if you would like more information for the High Off the Land art exhibit here, you can contact Gary Martin. That's gtm1950 at gmail.com. That's gtm1950 at gmail.com. You could contact Laura Fogg. That's acuentries at yahoo.com, acuentries at yahoo.com, or this is the easiest one, Kendra Stillman at Gualala Arts. That's info at gualalaarts.org, and that is spelled G-U-A-L-A-L-A-Arts.org. So that's the call to artists for the High Off the Land art exhibit. So if you're an artist and you also are wanting to uh, interpret your own experiences with cannabis through art, then please check out this art exhibit and submit some work. That would be really cool. All right. So moving on, we have some exciting uh, policy announcements, actually, which is so great. We have some positive stuff to report. Uh, Tamara, do you want to take the lead on that? Sure. Um, just uh, full disclosure, policy is not my strong point, but I did read up on it before we came here today. Um, uh, just this week, uh, the Board of Supervisors in Mendocino approved a 50% reduction in minimum tax for the 2023 and 2024 uh, cultivation years. So instead of our 5,000 minimum, we got it down to 2,500 um, uh, included in this uh, past bill, or I don't know if it's a bill or what it's called, but there's also penalties and interest has been removed from delinquent taxes from 2018 to 2021 and payment plans are payment plans are going to be set up to allow uh, people in the pipeline for licensure to be able to be reprioritized after they pay 25% of the taxes owed. So this is a big deal for people who um, but it's a big deal for everyone, frankly, because a $5,000 minimum tax has been since price was set a long time ago when we when prices were very different from today. So uh, it was about time for a review of that minimum tax. And so it's it's amazing for everyone licensed cannabis cultivators in Mendocino County and for those that have uh, arrears and are trying to get through the um, prioritization and get through licensure, there's an additional piece for them. And then on top of that, uh, I'm going to open it up to everyone else, but my understanding is that the Board of Supervisors um, has approved looking into streamlining the license process, the licensing process with the state. And it seems like since MCA has done so much advocacy, writing letters, going to the state Senate um, hearings, and along with so many other groups like Origins Council and groups from other, other regions, uh, 
it, it seems like we're gonna maybe get to that. It seems like there's a real willingness for at the county level and at the state level to try and figure something out for this really crisis that we're all in where we're, where those of us who have provisional licenses are that are no longer going to be able to renew those provisional licenses. It seems like there might be an opportunity to continue operating legally in Mendocino County. Did, did I did I get that the way you guys interpret it? I think so. And, you know, I can't emphasize how positive this progress is and how excited we all need to be. You know, advocacy works. It's a long game. And when you start seeing movement like this, you know, even at the 11th hour, it's really heartening that this is going on. You know, we should feel very, very good that this reduction in the taxes has gone forward and that the county is also talking about streamlining the permit process. And it happened, uh, you know, a, about a month ago, we had Michael Katz on here and we were talking about the SOS letter that Mendocino Cannabis Alliance had drafted and sent out to many outlets, including the state. And we did receive some rep- some support from the Department of Cannabis Control in response to that letter. And that's really incredible. Do you, do you have anything that you want to add to this? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Um, First of all, yes, this is really good news. Uh, We have to be vigilant. We have to keep our eyes on the process and make sure that everything that they've promised with these two positive uh, resolutions that were passed by the Board of Supervisors uh, on Tuesday, make sure that they're all carried out. The the, uh, years uh, of banging away with memos and appeals and testimony and, uh, you know, talking to individual supervisors in our various regions of the county, all of that work, you're right, it's a long game, Jen, and and, uh, advocacy is it's tough. You can feel very, very discouraged. So it was it was kind of funny after Tuesday when these two votes came through, uh, we all kind of took a big deep breath. And we didn't know how to behave. We're so used to just, oh, wow, we're, 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 you know, being so angry about how how uh, disinterested the county seemed in our in our plight. And yet um, there was a big turnaround. We can't help but think that it's a the cumulative effect of all of our work with county officials and the SOS letter really kind of was a wake-up call for them that other people are looking at Mendocino County because crisis, um, yeah, Mendocino County is ranked last place with Los Angeles in terms of uh, giving permit, uh, awarding permits to applicants in cultivation. Last place, I mean, less than 1% of the applicants in Mendocino County have been granted uh, permits so that they can go on and get uh, moved from provisional to annual licensure with the state. I mean, that's outrageous when you've got all the counties around us doing much, much, much better. So it's it's been... It's been a long haul. It continues to be a long haul, but MCA has hung in there. And and this is a good time for me to ask the audience to join and support MCA. You know, this is we got to keep this this going. We've got to keep this initiative. And the second thing I want to do is a big shout out for Origins Council. And I I imagine, uh, you know, you've had Janine Coleman on the Cannabis Hour, Jen, or if you haven't, do so. Um, She's just amazing. She's led the charge on the state level and Origins Council consists of six counties, uh, trade associations, MCA from Mendocino and then from Humboldt and Trinity, Nevada County, Sonoma County and the Santa Cruz region. It's just 
slow, the slow grind, but really to get that letter from the DCC is largely of support for our SOS letter. The SOS letter itself was uh, very much supported by the origin by origins council uh, having years of working the uh, inside game if you will meeting with uh, legislators and meeting with regulators uh, not only you know elicited that uh, dcc support but this past monday the senate business and professions uh, uh, um, committee held hearings all day and uh, janine coleman was invited to be a panelist she served on the first panel about barriers to entry so uh, we were able when we sent a whole bunch of people down to sacramento who testified each got a minute apiece you know whoop de do but hey they listened and they were very open the, the the and they have a lot of power the senate business and professions committee they have a lot of power in terms of how regulations get altered and what new um, legislation gets uh, considered in the assembly and in the senate in sacramento so this is you know this is forward motion and and it's a delicate time for us right now we we're talking with all the players and we're trying to support the county in their conversations with the state um, what they passed on tuesday to directing staff to look into streamlining the licensing process that's uh, it's in its very infant stages, and uh, we're very hopeful we keep our fingers crossed, and uh, we, you know, that it's gonna it's gonna pan out to our benefit and save our legacy farmers. Wonderful, and we have reached that time of the show where we are taking callers, and I already have one, which is great. So we are actually going to put that caller through and see what this caller has to say. Hi, caller, are you here with us? You're live on the Cannabis Hour. Yes, hi there. Uh, this is Dolly from Redwood Valley. Thank you for taking my call. I just had a question. I'm wondering, um, yeah, Michael Katz from the Cannabis Alliance wrote an eloquent, comprehensive letter about the problems in Mendocino County with licensing, and you mentioned there was a response from the Department of Cannabis Control. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, Dolly. We will cover that for you. Thank you so much for calling okay. in with um, your question. Okay, I'm going to hang up. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you. Jude, would you like to respond to that? Well, the DCC, the assistant to the director of DCC, uh, authored a letter to the county. And I'll just say at this point, you know, and I, I can't get into many details of it because I don't have it in front of me, to be honest. Um, but it's it was basically in support of the concerns expressed in the SOS letter, um, which was actually, you know, a... a a joint effort of policy folks in origins council as well as michael from mca and they they worked assiduously for months to make that letter as scrupulously accurate as it could be with uh many many uh references citations uh to prove the points um the letter from the dcc was you know a general letter of support for the mendocino county ca uh, government uh doing a better job Basically. Would you like me to read the first paragraph? I think it's pretty be, powerful. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. Please do that for us. Thank you, Jen. I I almost I almost had tears in my eyes when I read it. So it's to the Honorable Board of Supervisors, the Department of Cannabis Control Rights and Preliminary and Conditional Support of Permit Streamlining Concept described in the item 4F, which is the thing that passed, on the agenda of the board's regular meeting of March 14th, 2023. 
The department generally supports local jurisdictions efforts to streamline local cannabis permitting and the department recognizes that such streamlining would particularly benefit Mendocino County, where a significant number of cannabis operators have yet to be either approved or denied for local permits. It goes on to talk a little bit about how they're ready to engage with the county to figure out a process for CEQA and also addresses the LJAGP um, money and asks that the county um, hold off on on continuing with the program until they can figure out the best way to to administer that and the best use of that but i thought it was really powerful that there's a recognition by nicole elliott the director of the department of cannabis cannabis control that that we really need help streamlining and they seem ready to engage and and try to make that happen yep Exactly. Thank you so much, Jen. I apologize for not having that in front of me. But yes, no problem. Fantastic. Um, I, I know it does almost bring tears to your eyes after all these years of of uh, disappointment. Absolutely. And Dolly, I just our our listener that called in there. I just want to also tell you that if you are ever looking for this kind of information um, about what's going on with policy or responses to letters and things like that. You can find a lot of great information on MCA's website, and that's mendocannabis.com. And there's a little tab right at the top that says policy. So you can click on that and you can get updates for everything that's going on currently in the policy world with local cannabis stuff, um, the memos that MCA is putting together for the meetings, how to get involved. It's really a great resource. So that's mendocannabis.com and click on the policy tab. So if we have anyone else out there listening that has a question or a comment about anything we've covered today, please give us a call. We've got about eight minutes left here. And that phone number is 707-895-2448. That is 707-895-2448 if you would like to join us on the air today. All right. And while we're waiting for other callers, uh, I, we missed one more event that's coming up. And maybe um, tomorrow, if you could talk about the 420 event that's going to happen. Sure. Will you tell them what the name of it is? I got some details, yeah. but you, yeah, you have the official name. It's great. I love it. Ganja and Games. <laughs> Tunes and Tokes, Farmers and Fun is the subtitle. So, uh, yeah, it's at the plant shop. Uh, so yeah. in Ukiah at the plant shop on 420, we're going to gather some more farmers there. The, the plant shop is another, um, the dispensary that carries a, a large number of men, again, that works with Mendocino cannabis, that shop, our direct, the Mendocino cannabis Alliance's direct to consumer support program. And uh, it's going to be the, it's going to be a little bit different. They've got a huge lot for, um, uh, lounge in the back and the farmers that are in the store um, that rotate through the store uh, on a regular basis they're going to be there with their pop-up tents um, everybody is requested to bring tennis shoes because I think there's going to be a basketball tournament there are going to be uh, games and I'm sure all all kinds of other fun activities to try and make uh, the holiday 420 enjoyable and I, I know we're specifically talking about 
the dragon, the event at Dragonfly, the event at Plant Shop. We have lots of great. Um, I, I just wanted to, if we still have the time, I'd like to say from a farmer's point of view that because until we have true direct to consumer abilities, for I know I'm probably speaking preaching to the choir here. If many of our listeners are from Mendocino and you're listening to the cannabis hour, you might know what's going on, but for anyone who doesn't farmers can't sell directly to consumers and consumers love connecting with farmers. Farmers love connecting with the consumers. We're not giant well-funded marketing brands. We're farmers that have been doing this for, for decades that have been on our lands perfecting our craft for for a really long time and we love to share that with people we do yeah and when people connect with us it's amazing they they find out that we're doing things organically in living soil craft they can yes. just see pictures of where their stuff is where, where their medicine is and grown Speaking of that connection, I'm just going to break in here quick because we have Do two it. callers waiting. So I want to put, I want to make sure to get at least one through here. So caller, we're going to put you through. You are live on the Cannabis Hour. Are you here with us? Uh, yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Do you have a question or comment? I have a question about soil. Um, <clears throat> I think Jude mentioned about the soil and the Emerald Triangle and, um, her neighbor in Fort Bragg, dirt cheap, went out of business. And so my question is, um, where can we get um, really good? See, I have a 12 to 18 inches of super rich topsoil on my little farm. And I always like to freshen it up with each growing season when I put in the broccoli and the salad greens and the other stuff. And where can I get soil, really good soil, <clears throat> for those that want to either grow cannabis or vegetables uh, locally in the Fort Bragg area? And I understand that the human body needs about 90 minerals and, and elements that it doesn't usually get in the soil. But I think we have a lot of that here because we have so much good soil. Where can I get soil locally in Fort Bragg? Wonderful. Thank you, caller. We will give you some soil recommendations. All right. Tamara or Jude, do you have a recommendation for soil in the Fort Bragg area for this caller? Well, you know, it, it's really hard because I always got my organic soil at Dirt Cheap and now they're closed. But one of the employees of Dirt Cheap said remarkably, uh, remarkably in the sense that I didn't expect this to be a source, but the, uh, the, the, um, gravel place north of Fort Bragg it used to be called Baxman's gravel. And now I forget what they're called, what their new name is. Um, I'll look it up in a second. Um, they have, according to him, uh, in the back besides gravel, they have some very good, uh, well-mixed composted dirt that he says is excellent. And he uses it for his, uh, his cannabis garden. So I have yet to go there because the weather's been so bad. I haven't been able to start, uh, uh, to start my garden, but uh, getting away, I know that what what he's asking for is on the coast, but uh, inland near Ukiah, Cold Creek Compost is one of our supporters, uh, supports MCA in many ways. So I'd like, you know, that wouldn't be bad, a bad source, but on the coast, that's the only one I could find so far. And, and uh, Robert probably knows what uh, the name of that place is. I'll look it up. 
All right. Thank you, Jude. And we have one more caller we're going to put through. We only have two minutes left here. So caller, if you can just make it brief for us, we'd love to hear your question or comment. Go ahead. You're live on the Cannabis Hour. I'm going to make it really brief. I'm just going to skip my question, go right to my comment. My comment is what is really awesome about our growers, and I am not a cultivator, but I've worked with them for a long time, is they bring way more than just the cultivation. They bring the sustainability, the happiness, and the joy that you get from living simply and not the almighty dollar is what the rest of the world is looking for. So we really need to move this through because it is an opening, an eye-opening experience for the rest of the world to come and see what we've been doing for 40 years. We are losing our history until this gets done. Thank you so much, caller. That is a wonderful note of positivity to end this episode of the Cannabis Hour on. I want to thank you so much, Jude Tillman and Tamar Kislak, for joining me. And if if our listeners want more information about the event at Dragonfly Wellness Center, Jude, where can they find that? You can call us at Dragonfly, 707-962-0890. And uh, I believe we're listed on the events page. Is that right, Tamara? MendoCannabis.com slash events. Yep. Awesome. Thank you both so much. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in today and joining us. I'll be back two weeks from today with another episode of the Cannabis Hour for you. And stay tuned. Up next, we have Portraits in Jazz. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.